0: What up with it? What you know good and what it do. We'd like to thank you for tuning in and spending your time with us. You're listening to a Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, the most provocative and entertaining podcast in this pandemic land. We're hitting you with the dopest topics, the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. That's right. No fake news here. I'm Jewel St. James.
1: I'm Dan Perez.
0: I'm Novak. We're giving sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's pod, we'll be pulling back the curtain on the controversial and outlandish Netflix series, Tiger King, Fellas, was pop?
1: Man, what's what's good with you guys?
0: Uh, usual, oh, man. man not much, man. I think uh my neighbors are mad at me because I got up about 8.30, cut some grass, did some lawn work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They they should have been up with you, right? They should have been up right along <laughs> with you do cutting their damn grass. I bet that shit high as hell up there. Because
0: <laughs> you cut the tank top with the hat on. You know what? I didn't have a tank top on. I had my had my little hat on, and I had a little little t shirt on. I was out there like uh, Sanchez and Son, but you know, <laughs> Reba, Reba. <laughs> I was out you there, a- you know, G- lining the lining the yard, the uh, lawn up, and the bushes and stuff. Man, sweeping. Man, I was doing my thing today. I felt good about myself. You get an G- old style J- for that. Jules
1: out there, he out there giving the ladies in his neighborhood a free show
0: over
2: there. <laughs> you out there cutting with a tape top on dress pants. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
2: Damn, some dress pants? Dress pants. <laughs> That's what my granddad used to do. And then he plays blues music in the background. Howlin' Wolf wait, cutting grass. I'm <laughs> like, wow. Oh, the thrill oh, is gone. <laughs> Here, the thrill is gone. That?
1: That's, that's the old school cats, man. they be out there cool as hell doing yard work, man. hmm Straw hat on.
2: Got that gospel in the background or that or that, or that, or that old uh, blues music banging in the background. Got the old style on deck. I'm like, oh, man, that stuff stink. <laughs> oh, mm. man. That is hilarious. Well, dude, man, it's uh, another day
1: in, in pandemic quarantine land. And, uh, you know, we've been catching up on a little Netflix lately, and we wanted to do an episode here where we touch on this Tiger King, man. There's a lot to unpack with this. Uh, so, guys, let's get into it, man. Most outrageous character. What you got, guys?
0: I mean, I got yeah, Man, I'm going with uh, my man, Bagavon Doc Antle from Myrtle <laughs> Beach, South Carolina. Man, when I saw this dude here, he's the, he's the, he's the master, the teacher. He's like, you know... God rest his soul. He's like uh uh, uh little richer. <laughs> uh, so Bagabon, according to his one of his apprentices, said that it means God or God like or something like that. And this dude actually I guess he's you know, living it. He had like three or four wives. Uh he have them in check too, because he got this apprenticeship program. Where they come in at young, come in at 16 as the year earliest, the youngest. At 16, they stay with him for years. Man, working, getting a hundred bucks a week, working from 8 a.m. to 12 midnight. Dude. Get, and you get do- one girl, girl some blue jobs. You know, well, a job. what
1: well, she said, she didn't remember if she approved it or even if she she yeah. she's okay with it. <laughs> she, it just happened. she woke up, she woke
0: up one day and she got bigger breasts. What, <laughs> <laughs> what the world? He stripped these girls of their name and their identity, <laughs> and they just go along with it. I asked why well, R. Kelly and Gentleman? <laughs> <Well>,
2: exactly. <laughs> because this because ta- this guy had a cult, you know. Oh mm-hmm. he
0: sure did. Joe Exotic Exotic. That's why Joe Exotic got like three or four different um uh boyfriends or husbands. He 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 taught Mario Tabaru, uh or Tab- Tabari, whatever his last name is, the the so-called Tony Stark, Tony Montana. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the dope boy. Uh and R. Kelly. That's where R. Kelly, if you talk to R. Kelly, that's where he get his his uh <laughs> that's where he get his pimp game from. Really? He get it from Bagavon. Now we know, wow, now well, we know, I'll tell you one thing that
1: Bhagavan, he he looked just like somebody uh that would be called Bagavan would look he had that damn
0: soul patch in that ponytail. I was like, man, what does this guy do he oh, had man. he had the hairdo he had the hairdo for like for like fifty years, man
2: <laughs> not one hair moved during the episodes
0: no. no it just it just changed color throughout the years. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> when he first pulled, he first
2: pulled up on that elephant. I did not know what the hell to think. I'm like, wow, living a life. That's a way to make an entrance into the scene. <laughs> oh
1: man, and you know what? That's crazy too, Jules. You bring up a good point where he, this guy is running that organization, having these apprentice apprentices, and then he's changing these people's names, telling them what to wear. I mean, wow! Like, and this guy's still free.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, it, now, now here's the thing. He got them. They all got their own houses, on, on, right. in the document in that series. They got their own houses. Okay, I guess you're mm-hmm. looking out for them. They, I guess they ain't been locked up or chained up. Or when can they take a piss or a eat or something like that? But, but man, this this here is scary. These <laughs> man, be careful if you're traveling in these backyard zoos. You might get stuck as as an apprentice or something.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, because you script somebody their name, and then, you know, when she said she woke up with the implants and didn't know, didn't know she approved it, that was pretty scary. I was watching this at 2 o'clock in the morning. I had to rewind it a few times to make sure I heard this right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it's not, you know, my wife wouldn't watch it at all. I mean, it's just one of those shows where, wow. I mean, the characters have been really interesting. I mean, every character needs their own show.
0: Yeah, they sure yeah. did.
2: You
1: but at least i give her credit because she got out of that shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, tip my hat up to work. Well, I forgot her name is. But you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: So uh, what you got,
2: Novak, with your most outrageous character? All right. What, what I want to go into, I want to go into the world of the Baskins. Now, when you first introduced Cara Baskin and Howard Baskin, what happened pretty much is this one of those things where they're just so – Odd, because they want you to believe that they're the good people in this series, and they got all the morality and everything like that. They're trying to help the animals and everything. Carol Baskin came across as that scary grammar school teacher, that lady who you knew had a dark path, and she was just different from everybody else. And she bothered you, and you felt like that you know she was on some other stuff. I mean, the Baskins, you know, they tried to appear like they were just the, the lesser of two evils for everybody else you see on The Tiger King know carol comes in trying to be warm and you know, she's very like creepy like i mean i thought about the show big love when i was watching this show a lot you know, <laughs> because i'm watching it, i'm like man carol's really creepy in the fact that she was so upset with joe exotic and then joe exotic basically was looking at her like carol needs to back off carol baskin needs to back off and then you know basket you know he just came across as like it's like he's so weird. Like, you know, he's trying to please her, but at the same time, she's looking at him like I like the animals more than you. You're just here because I need I need somebody to talk to that can actually speak English at this point. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the you know, the, the, the baskin household was just bizarre. It seemed like she just had that that you know, that uh you know, that that whole like mummy dearest thing going on. Like I kill you and I kill everybody on, on this um plantation at this point. I mean. She's creepy. I mean, there's more of Baskin than what we saw. So she stood out to me because they were just so, like, weird. You know, because it's like they're forcing you to like them, but you just don't like them because something's off right now. You know, so, more stuff we'll talk about later on in this podcast. But, you know, she just – the Baskins just creeped me out. I, mean, I had a nightmare about them the first time I watched the first episode that the Baskins were my next door neighbors. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is not happening right now. Oh, so, I mean, uh, just – they look at you like – yeah, we're on your side, but secretly they're calling the feds on you, and the feds should be called on them as well.
1: Well, she was she was a big hypocrite to me,
2: honestly. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah,
1: because she was out there. She's out there ki- trying to consider herself the Mother Teresa of big cats, and she had those volunteers, and they paid them people a damn
2: dime. I know, I know. They had the volunteers out there. Had the husband looking looking malnourished. I mean, she was getting bigger. Everybody else was getting smaller around her. I mean, Carol, looked like she was having a time all life with those ugly tie-dye shirts. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. They don't even talk about the fashion of Tiger King. Oh my God. Some of the worst outfits I ever seen on any, <laughs> any TV show.
0: <laughs> Dude, I mean, I don't know. She was like, when when they catch, when they shoot her, film a walking, she got, she's like floating or something. I don't know what i don't even know what you call it but she was like on cloud nine she just she got all the money she got all these following these likings and people flood to her zoo and stuff and she manipulated the whole whole damn world with she's saving these cats and stuff and and like you guys said she's 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 a hypocrite she's doing the same thing joe and tim and and bag you know all them they all doing the same thing but Mm she's just she she's like the uh uh uh, 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 the pimp, the, the you know Bishop uh, Don Magic wand with it because her her rap game is strong, man. So mm. She got everybody. She got everybody under this spell.
1: It's always it's always the ones with skeletons in their closet too.
0: Oh man,
2: she got more of skeletons in her closet. <laughs> 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 yeah, I agree with you, Julius. Her 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 game is strong. I mean, when, when they when they interviewed her, she made us believe that she was right. And everybody else is wrong, and I'm like, like she floated in every scene. She didn't walk. Right. Like she levitated through every every every, every transition.
0: I'm like wow. Yeah, she's, she's dangerous, man. Oh yeah, she's dangerous. Stay away from her. Man, are we are we
1: gonna we gonna delve back into her too a little bit later on because there's there's a lot to unpack with Miss Carol Baskin. We we ever forgot Carol? We coming for you. Um, my, <laughs> I think my outrageous character is that Jeff Lowe guy. Um, the thing is, when I was watching this one, there's a lot of these characters that I thought, man, these people are so unlikable, but Jeff, one word to describe him just to me was he's just a fucking scumbag. Um, the guy had a very punchable face. So there was a lot of scenes with him where I just saw him and I'm like, dude, why is this guy on my TV screen right now? I I saw myself getting angry when he was carrying those cubs and those, those lions in suitcases through Vegas in the hotels. I'm like, what is this guy doing? You know? Um, that pissed me off a little bit. The guy also has a history with domestic abuse, you know, with his with his former wife. That wasn't cool. And he also preyed on Joe Exotic when Joe Exotic started to have some of those financial hardships. Um, so you saw how basically Joe sold his uh his park to this Jeff Lowe guy. Also, Jeff Lowe was involved in that murder-for-hire scheme. We're going to talk about that a little later on. So a lot of the things when you look at this Jeff Lowe guy, he was just shady as hell, and I just just wasn't feeling his character at all. Um, And also, too, Jeff Lowe was able to kind of escape from having any sort of accountability against him, and he was the main one that was involved in that scheme, just like Joe was. So that, that was my outrageous character.
0: Yeah, like you said, man, the uh, I forgot what her name, but the uh prosecutor on that case uh was she was saying that Jeff was a master master con artist. Master right. con artist. And that dude was dead. Like you said, in uh, in every scene he come in, everybody had a problem with it. first of all at, at the first meeting encountering, he's good. Right. But then but then uh later on they find out who he really is and now everybody have a problem with it and Tim Starks had a problem with him, uh, of course. Joe, uh, Doc, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Baskin, uh, obviously, and stuff like that. This dude was—he was out for his and his only. He's a master manipulator, master con artist, and that dude, man, you picked the—you picked the good one for <laughs> you know one of the most outrageous characters because that—that brother is man. He's
1: dude. He was—he was shady. He was working with the feds, and he basically, right. you know, he saved his own self.
0: Yeah. Cause he was looking at a hundred some days in jail, uh, right. if you you know get out of pocket. So here's a way. Oh, you know what? You know, like I said, we'll get more to it down in 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 the segment here, in the episode. But uh, you know, far as uh, uh, what he what he can do to get himself out of his, out of his situation, he set everything up and stuff. So yeah, that dude here, man. He yeah, you're right. He do have a very punchable head. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: So, we, we, so I briefly touched on uh, the murder for hire scheme that, that Joe was involved in. And obviously, it goes without saying that Joe was probably the most uh, outrageous character of, the, of this documentary, but we wanted to touch on some of the other main players as well. But w- what was one of the things that came to you guys' mind when you thought about Joe Exotic? Just flamboyant, original,
2: uh, distinct, a uh, lot of husbands uh, just, <laughs> just out there, you know, like, you know, it comes to mind him. is just somebody just, you know, he's uniquely one of a the kind. There's no, there's no other force like that. You know, you know, everybody either disliked him or they want to the fake partner with him like Jeff did. Like you got Jeff now saying that he's got a video of Joe having sex with animals. <laughs> and, so, and it's just, it's just getting uglier. I mean, I, I, I think that, I think that Joe, um, was just so uniquely strange. Like, even when he had that injury to his back, he talked about how, like, he healed by playing with animals every day. It was just the, the most weirdest scene ever. He's like, yeah, it brought me a tiger cub, and I raised him, and I got better, and I started walking again. I was like, what the hell am I watching right now? I mean, Joe Joe is, Joe is a different beast, man. Nah, he, he definitely
1: was. He definitely was. What you got, Jules? I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, I'm sorry. Hey, man, this dude here, Joe was. Joe had his hand in everything. He had it you know, of course, he had the zoo he was the founder of the the uh g w zoo uh mm-hmm. he was a country music singer <laughs> that's right, <laughs>
1: you, know,
0: mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying now, I don't know if it's you know he had a lot of auto tuning or something like i I don't know no, uh, man, put some respect on joe, Joe was singing them bars <laughs> hey okay i hey joe <laughs> hey joe you was, you was sound a little you was sound decent now, <laughs> I wasn't about mm-hmm. my head, but hey, you mm-hmm. was doing your thing.
2: Was, oh,
0: hey, hey, a, hey Joe, Joe's
1: music videos, man. The things they were funny, man.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that
1: music's <Yeah>. on iTunes. <laughs> he's man. got his own. He's got his own YouTube channel
0: too. I think. All mm-hmm. oh, right, right, right. He have his uh his t- yeah. They talk They talk about his his uh, TV show that only like twenty five bureaus uh look at. <laughs> but it's it's it's, it's something. <laughs> it's something, and you know he's also he started out as a ma- magician. <laughs> just like baggabond vagabond <Bhagavan. laughs> was a magician that's how he, he you know what i'm saying he peaked game, so he's a, a, a- magician and he ran for for ran for president right mm-hmm. right and forget about how he ran for president and 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 governor so this yep. dude here joe was joe was he had his hands in a lot of a lot of different different uh stuff
1: here
0: I tell you one thing man the
1: one of my th- thoughts about Joe was when he had that uh that here kitty kitty video, oh god, yeah, where he hired that Carol Baskin lookalike, <laughs> dude, that shit had me dying, bro.
2: Here kitty kitty,
1: dude, he had, Man, he, you had, he had stay. her out there feeding <laughs> uh, fake human flesh to them tigers. That shit had
0: me dying. <laughs> Man, hey, and he always walked around with two guns and a sheriff shirt. Oh yeah. Do you remember Pretty Woman Lover? The other song he
2: had, the one with that beat about women. Oh yeah. Yep. The, yeah, Pretty Woman Lover. He yeah, had uh Do you ever wonder what Love Can Do? I remember that. And oh God, and the one about the cat, Elisa's memory. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Joe Joe
1: exotic, man. My God, that dude he was something else.
0: A back brace yeah, man, and two pistols. Cute. Hey, that TV reporter's right. She said he's good for TV, man. This dude is, this dude is eccentric, man. He was out there, man. Yep, and he was a good. And he was a good dude. Let's not, let you know, he was a good dude. Like I said, he was taking people that was having hard times, that was, you know, in trouble with the law, having hard times finding work and stuff. And he takes them in. Well, uh, I,
1: I'm going to push that right. right there. I say, I say <laughs> Joe, I felt bad for what happened to him at the end. But I, I I don't think Joe was necessarily a good guy, man. I mean, that dude was selling uh, baby uh, tigers and lemurs, and he was falsifying the paperwork to get around that Endangered Species Act. So that
0: well, to me, yeah, eh, a little debatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to look at it, if you want to look at it like that, yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm saying? He he do he did do some some good. Now he ain't no saint or nothing. No, he ain't perfect. He ain't no saint. He did he did dirt like they all like they all doing dirt. But you know, he just got caught up with his. But um, but but as far as as far as his, his his employees and stuff, you know, he bring them in. Of course, he have his hidden agenda too. He ain't got pay these people much because they didn't come, They ain't coming with much. You know, he ain't getting much with these people, so he ain't got pay them much. They need him more than he need them. So or, or they they both can help each other out with something. He give them room and board, give them a little little pocket money, but you know they can help him out with running his zoo and stuff. And they didn't have much. I mean, I mean, you look at look at some of these casts, like Eric and John and stuff like that. And you got Kelsey; she even got her arm snatched off and and messed up with that, you know. But she still, she st- continues, still working. So, I, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah, Joe, hope you. you know, I don't know. To, I don't know what to say about Joe. <laughs> I know. I hear you, I don't man. Know what to say?
1: Well. Let's uh let's d- delve into uh our shocking moment um from
2: the uh, series Novak what you got I think I think watching that arm get ripped off <laughs> was, was probably the, Oh man Oh uh, watching that arm get ripped off was probably my most shocking moment and the way they just casually handled it <laughs> and so and so they were like the tiger ripped her arm off. and the fact that she came back after she got her arm ripped off to work the next day like nothing happened that was shocking to me pretty much and the way Joe kind of, like, hugged her and gave her that look like it's going to be okay. You don't have an arm anymore, but you're awesome with me. <laughs> so that was real messed up. That's probably my most shocking moment watching the arm get ripped off. I mean, that was mm-hmm. that was wild, man. I mean, how do you know the film crew's coming that day and somebody's going to lose their arm? You know, was that choreography? Did they pay her to lose their arm? It seemed like it was staged, but it was so wrong at the same time.
1: Yeah, but you know what? It was crazy because uh... – he or you know, I think I think it's a it's a he, but I think mm-hmm. he basically decided oh, to not. uh No, no, you good man. He decided to uh, go against getting a uh, surgery mm-hmm. and just having the arm amputated so they can go back to work. I'm like, that's crazy. That type of loyalty and also probably craziness, but you know.
0: I tell you one thing, I'm getting them damn surgeries. I ain't gonna cut my arm off. First of all, I ain't going to be in no damn zoo playing with the no big-ass cats like they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sticking my hand through. I, I don't know how – guys, I don't know how y'all watching it, but I'm sitting up there. day inside these gates with these big lions and tigers. hmm No, nah, it, uh-uh.
2: it wouldn't have been me. I mm-hmm.
0: couldn't do it. Prez, I couldn't do it. No,
2: nah, no, sir. He used to lay, when Joe used to lay down with the tiger in the cage and lay next to him and kiss him, I'm like, wow. I mean, I don't think he ever got attacked by one, did he? I mean, I don't remember hearing Joe ever having any, any domestic abuse from the cats, but everybody else said, everybody else said that, that that zoo got beat down a few times. Joe, they were at peace with Joe. When Joe walked in there, those animals, they sat up at full attention. They licked his face. I mean, he was like their daddy pretty much. He was the alpha of that zoo. Listen, yeah, Joe got, really
0: Joe got, Yeah, Joe got snatched up one time when he was smelling his shoe. <laughs> Remember that scene, that scene? Oh, that's right. That's right. up. <laughs> and, 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 and luckily he had, that, he had them damn guns on him. Or I don't know what would happen to Joe. He might not be here today. Man, Joe, Joe
1: was always strapped, wasn't
0: he? Oh, man. Two pistols in the he back like brace, Wayne man. Little Wayne.
2: Like Wayne. right back there. No, no pun,
1: though.
2: No pun. He couldn't even bend over normally. That was the funniest thing. He, he Man, he had that range of motion from uh, being able to bend over was gone. He, just, he was just straight up, straight down.
1: That was crazy.
2: I think my
1: uh, my shocking moment was when uh, Joe ordered that hit on Carol Baskett. That shit was crazy. I mean, no, dude, damn. Yeah, Joe disappeared,
0: <laughs> hired a hitman.
1: <laughs> it wasn't it crazy that he hired Jeff Lowe. I can't stand Jeff Lowe. He hired Jeff Lowe's boy, who then changed his mind and ran off with Joe's partial payment. <laughs> it was crazy, man. I'm like, what the uh, hell? <laughs> And then Jeff got involved with the feds to save his hide, so he didn't have to go to jail for, was 100 days, I think you mentioned earlier, uh, Joel? Yeah,
0: like 170 days or something. Oh, whatever. That ain't nothing. I'm like, right. yeah, you you, you going to sell this guy
1: out just to stay out of jail? You probably he have been in jail for like a month and a half or something, you know? But, uh, but then Joe ended up uh, agreeing with an undercover cop uh, to basically have uh, Carol uh, basically uh, murdered that I think what he he agreed to like three thousand dollars or something like that to have her kill? It was three three yeah, three
0: stacks. That's too low. It was three <laughs> stacks. And that it and that if it if it was for that, who knows? Mm-hmm.
1: But he should have known know. better with that. Three 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 stacks to kill somebody? Come on, man. That's right. that's,
2: that's too low. I mean, that's like a That's real that's cheap. That's like going to Ross looking for a t-shirt cheap. I mean, you oh, know, you know $3,000 ain't going to kill nobody. $3,000, that might, you know, that might get somebody to throw a rock through somebody's window. <laughs> that's what you... Damn, always that throw a rock at somebody? <laughs> but at 3K, no, you
1: know, a 3K, you know that's coming back on you.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you ain't wiring money, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> $3,000
0: ain't working. <laughs> Listen, like my man, like my man Bagabon. Bagabon said... Three thousand to go an out of state hire hire uh, a murder for hire plot, murder for hire. He said, "Man, you need about a hundred k for that." He <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> now I don't I I don't know because I never was in that in in, in in that field where, hey man, I need somebody you know, I need somebody wiped out. How much? But, man, three k. <laughs> man, that's awful awful cheap. That's I man. I know in Chicago they do it for a pair of shoes, but <laughs> oh man, I need oh, them man, Jordan free, fives. I need them Chicago.
2: Jordan fives. I ain't never liked them. Buy me Jordans. <laughs> but,
0: man. Hey, man, my uh, my most shocking moment gotta be when um, uh, when Josh, uh, Joe campaign manager witnessed Travis killed himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, that right there was like, cause it was videotaped the. Uh, um, through the camera in the um in the room they was at. He was shooting, you know, Travis he was Yeah, you know, he was he was playing with guns. He like, you know, uh Joe was saying, uh Josh, I'm sorry, was saying he was pointing guns at people and shooting them and stuff like that all the time. And he told and he told that day he told uh Travis, Don't point that gun at me. Don't and Travis response was, It's a Ruger, it don't have a clip in it, and it won't go off. Well, it did. Unfortunately, because yeah, it, it, cause it had one in the chamber, chamber, didn't it? Had one in the chamber. Yeah, you still have one in the chamber. Now, yeah. people who's listening in this, you know, pulling back the Cop, uh, pulling back the curtain podcast, listen now. Do not play with guns. Even if the clip is out, you gotta make sure that one in the chamber is also ejected, too. A lot of people, a lot of people forget about that. That now that there's Trevor's not the only one that, that got shot got killed doing that. People, some people forget about there's always one that's loaded in the chamber. Me, uh, us, I know we tell. Listen, don't play with guns. If you have a gun and you and you and you're taking the mag out, make sure you eject that one that live round that's in that chamber. Okay, I'm gonna get off my Bill Cosby moment there. So, okay. <laughs> so Mr. Mr. Pudding Pop. yeah, you so.
2: will take the gun, and you will unle- you will cycle the gun, <laughs> and you will get the round out the gun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, man, hey we just care pull back uh, we just care pull back the curb pocket that's all we just care about you no. um, i'll say
1: i'll say two jewels of uh, with the one with travis that sh- i feel uh-huh. so bad for that josh guy man because the, the the look of terror on his face when he saw right. that whole situation
0: right he was he was in shock enough like he was mortified man that was messed up well, to the see one thing himself right in front of you—that's yeah. that's you know—that was the most shocking series because he was so young and, and 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 full of life and stuff like that, just having a good time and just made an accident, just a just a just an accident, stupid mistake, you know. And it's, and, it's, and that was messed up. That was my most shocking um, moment in the series. Yeah, yeah it was,
2: that, that it was, it was deep. And then Joe replaced him with a new man shortly
0: after that. Oh yeah,
1: Joe was Joe was always replacing, never chasing.
0: <laughs> yeah, now now, prez, I get with you on that. When when he's, Joe wasn't a good dude, now because I don't know the time frame, but it seemed like it was like the damn next week after they had that memorial. That I, I wouldn't even call it a funeral, man. That thing was so so disrespectful, man. <laughs> that <laughs> thing was so disrespectful. You, really you get, get up in there and talk about how you know he used to come, He used to talk on the phone, talking about he was talking to politicians. He wasn't talking to politicians, man. He was talking to vagabond's, try to get his vagabond's son over to the ranch or something. Who knows? But uh he but he talking about Travis used to come in there and put his balls in his face and stuff like that and walk around with his balls out his and his balls were like little gold nuggets. It's like though it's a funeral, man. And, and, was his, mom, mom, and his, his mom his mom right there. There, his mom wasn't happy. <laughs> his mom wasn't happy about that. <laughs> she was sitting there like eh. and then he go start singing and stuff. Man, that was the I said.
2: <laughs> that's how he. That's how he. That's how he displays
0: his emotion. He sings. Tra- <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Shit, hey man, Travis deserved better for that, man. <laughs> Travis, rest in peace, bro. Rest in
1: peace, Travis, for sure. Yeah. Well, man, you you talk about somebody deserving better. I think uh, one of the people in that documentary that I thought deserved better was Don Lewis. He disappeared. Now we talked earlier. We alluded to the fact that Miss Carol Baskin had some skeletons in her closet. Now, when you look at that situation, a lot of people have their thoughts about what may or may or not have happened with him. I'm going to kick this over to you, Novak. Do you think Carol had anything to do with uh, her husband's disappearance and obviously ultimately his death?
2: Yes. Yes. I think I think that Carol Carol's one of those people. She's she's sort of like a, uh, you know, she 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 basically is all about Carol in that situation. I mean, Carol is a narcissist. She's her narcissism basically involved no one being greater than Carol, and I think she definitely I think she definitely offed him in that situation because I think it got to the point where she was like you know what this ain't working out for me, I'm gonna go ahead and do what I gotta do, and I think her way of doing what you gotta do is just making him disappear, and she was so coy about it on camera just like it's so unfortunate, and <laughs> we're gonna miss him. <laughs> like, I mean she she definitely took him out. I think you know. Carol, Carol, Carol's got that serial killer look in her eyes. I mean, when someone's eyes don't blink when they talk, mm-hmm. I don't trust mm-hmm. them. She doesn't even blink. She, no. looks at, she looks in the cameras like I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, damn, that's that it, person to kill you and act like you don't know what happened. That Carol, Carol is not to be trusted.
1: And had that evil smile
2: too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she killed him and fed him to the tigers. <laughs> that's what I think happened at that point. <laughs>
0: Man, I mean, they, you know, I I agree, Novak. I agree with you, man. You know, let's let's see. Don was he? He was a six year old millionaire. Mm-hmm. He had the animal sanctuary, he was the animal sanctuary owner. Okay, the last thing he told, the last thing he told Carol, that he was transporting some cars, I believe, to Miami. I think mm-hmm. he was transporting some cars, and he had to leave early in the morning. So when he was gone, he was gone for a while before Carol even. Carol had to ask his Don's assistant, secretary, should she even call the police? Now for as a as as a wife or you know as a loved one, if somebody's missing, even for a few hours, you're like, you checking up. Hey, what's going on, this and that. If you don't hear from some or hear from somebody, oh wait a minute, this ain't this ain't normal. What's you know what I'm saying? Let me call local th- authorities, see what's going on. So days after his disappearance, the um Deputies found this van at a an abandoned uh, uh, airport. Will Don know how to fly? But then uh, Carol was saying his license would been exp- uh, been expired, but that doesn't stop him. He still flies anyway, and he flies low enough to, underneath the radar so he won't be detected. Because mm-hmm. Don was talking about he want to go to Costa Rica, because uh, he was able to sell and 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 breed and sell those animals without you know without getting a uh, penalty. Because it's uh it's legal there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we talk now Carol talking about well he have Alzheimer's and this and that. You know, Don's Don's uh banker was saying he was sharp. So we getting one we getting Carol saying this all these negative things, you know, he's he 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 flies anyway, he's have Alzheimer's and stuff like that. Uh other people who had knew Don, his ex-wives and, and daughters and business partners was like now Don was sharp. Don wanted to get out from the relationship. He filed for an order of protection from uh, uh, Carol because she was threatening him. She took his gun. I don't know how to tell. She took it. She took his gun. She got guns. Talking about she she was threatening him. And, and dude had to get out. Okay. We have all this. Plus he you know he he's uh, you know he he had the money. He's a millionaire. Okay. So he go missing. He's going on this trip he go missing he they had to wait 5 years she wait 5 years to uh to 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 after he's not found to to legally say he's dead okay so right on that day she went and said he's dead and she got uh ownership of everything i I don't know the question is did carol have something to do with don Murder or disappearance, man. The writing's on the writing's on the wall. The only problem is, like Denzel said off trading days, not what you say is what you can prove. It's just we can't prove it because Don is in some lion's belly somewhere.
1: Well, I'll, I'll just say this: uh, I agree with basically both of you guys' points on this. I definitely think that she has something to do with it. It's just it's uh, it's not a coincidence that Don attempted to file that restraining order that you referenced, Jules, against Kara because he wanted a divorce. Um, And the restraining order, actually, I don't think it was granted. So then a few months after he basically wanted to uh, have that restraining order, he disappears. You also mentioned that Carol was in possession of two guns. So, I'm starting to look at a lot of this stuff with Carol, and I'm like, damn. Okay, so, she's over here trying to paint this picture of, of Don, of, oh, he was a flyer, or he had uh, dementia like you know trying to paint this picture of like he you know would just go fall off somewhere right I, i'm not buying it carol she was the executor of his his estate so basically if something happened to Don, she had possession of basically everything that he owned right so she took over his sanctuary also carol had the opportunity to uh take polygraph tests after he passed away she refused on multiple occasions she actually oh, wow. quoted on the advice of her attorneys that she wouldn't, uh, she would it wouldn't be smart for her legally to do so. Uh, that kind of comes off to me like somebody that has something to hide. Also, the last quote. Think about Carol when she said, "One of the best ways to make a tiger eat a human." She says, "Just cover them in sardine oil or something they want to eat. That should do the trick." If that's not a confession, then I don't know what would be considered one.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Point there. Yeah, those those are man, and plus this woman is very manipulative. She's good. If anybody knew Don's uh, whereabouts and locations and how he do things, it's her. And all of a sudden, this dude's missing, and you can't find this guy. Nothing, no no blood, no bones, no nothing. Man, that's that's. That's crazy,
2: man. I... Did they have a funeral for him?
0: No. No. I don't think there's no funeral memorial. No,
2: oh, she just kept it moving. Wow.
1: <laughs> just, just, just took the man's sanctuary and just started putting uh, a little, a little the, what's what that she put on that husband, the new husband? She had him all tied up. To my Jay.
2: J. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about the one who got a restraining order as well. Yeah, <laughs> everybody always get restraining orders on Carol Baskin. That should say something there. You know, that means that she's crazy enough to kill you. If you got to get restraining order on her, you know, most guys don't get restraining orders on, on women unless unless that woman's bigger than them or a lot tougher. But the, you know, Carol put fear in a lot of men's hearts. She's had three people put restraining orders on her. Three men. <laughs> that's,
0: yep. that's a pattern there. You got you got, to underst- you got to understand Carol's upbringing. Carol says she was raped by neighbors across the street by three men when she was a teenager. So this woman here, she, she clearly, she don't trust men and she and she ain't gonna fool with them. Mhm. She gonna use what she gonna use from them and get rid of them. Yeah, I think
1: I definitely think she took
0: Don out. Man, rest in peace, though. Yeah, Don, you seem like a good dude, man.
1: Well, we, we never know. We didn't hear much about Don.
0: <laughs> no one did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, man, so, I mean, there, there were so many, like, just weird situations that this documentary talked about. One of the ones that that was kind of funny to me was when that crocodile house burned down. Not funny in the sense that I thought yeah. that that incident was funny, but just more of, like, what else weird can happen in this damn documentary? So I'm gonna throw this over to you, Jules, real quick. Who would you think burnt that uh, crocodile house down?
0: Man, Bruce the carpenter burnt that damn house down on the orders from Joe the Exotic. Yes, I said it. Joe was in, Joe was in uh, he was in Chicago on the funeral. Chicago, all places, damn it. So he was here. And while he was here the, 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 at the crocodile house and no, along with the crocodile house was his television production studio.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that got burned down. He was having problems with the uh, his television producer. Uh, I forgot his name, uh, but his television producer. His his television producer owned everything. Everything he was recording, it it all belongs to all belongs to him. I'll, I'll try to get that name in a second because he's interesting. Um. So, uh, what's he called? It Joe. Joe knew about it. He was heated about it. Next thing you know, somehow the damn Crocodile House and the production studio got burnt up. Okay. Along with stuff that was going through... Uh, he had open cases against... Uh, Carol Baskin was suing him, and he was getting... She was about to get... Uh, they was going to investigate that, you know, all this stuff. It's, it's hard drive and computers. You know, it's all technical stuff. So, yeah. So he had Bruce the contract to burn it up and had him rebuild it for $8,000. Now Bruce said that call, that job was $120,000 job. And he and he put it back up better than before for eight stacks, man. Come on now. Come on, come on, Joe. You know, you did it, man. But Hey, okay. He had some stuff he had to take care of. So, you know, that's what he, that's why I think he uh, did. it.
1: So you, so you think Joe did it. Why, why do you think Joe, uh, would do that you know he he loved those uh those animals right
0: well yeah you gotta have uh what's it called you gotta have some uh what's it called collateral damage
1: okay
0: you know what i'm saying so he had to take a little hit you know he loved them them crocodiles and stuff but hell, you can get more crocodiles and he was like if i if i can sacrifice anything it will be them crocodiles that's a bad way to think joe you should be ashamed of yourself What'd
2: you think Novak? that? I th- I, th- I think Joe ordered that ordered that fire as well. I think the carpenter carried it out. I think he did it because those losses pretty much drained him, you know, financially. So he was hoping. I think I think that fire was set up to get sympathy from people to give him money. That's what I think happened in that regard. I think it was a sympathy ploy because think about it, Joe by you know by sacrificing those animals. Now Joe loved those animals, but Joe also realized that Carol Baskin had drained him financially, and so he probably looked at it like I'm going to sacrifice these gators in order to get some more money. And um, and I think what happened is he was going to do the whole sympathy thing, and people were going to donate money. Because remember, you had NBA and Everybody knew about GW Zoo. And everybody was you know, was coming through there, basically, when they were going to different places and visiting, you know, exotic Joe's world. So basically, it would have been easy for him to go out and get more money after setting that, getting that fire set because, you know, the numbers were too accurate to rebuild that place. It was it was planned. So I mean, it was just one of those things where, you know, Joe played the card, played you know, played that situation as about as best he probably could play that situation. I think he, he definitely knew what was going on. He ordered that from Chicago. It already it was in play before he went to that funeral. We gonna you know we're gonna burn down the the crocodile area. I mean, that already was in play. I think I think Joe definitely knew about it. Then he tried to blame Carol Baskin about it and animal activists. It wasn't them. they're, they're easy to blame because they don't like him. So he, had, he thought he had cover. in his mind. We could burn care and basket and then we, we could burn down the you know, the crocodile house and then we basically rebuild it for cheaper and we could get money for sympathy. So I think that's what happened there. Wow.
1: Okay. I think I'm going to hit this from a slightly different angle. Uh, there was that one character. Uh, I, I, I don't remember his first name, but it was Kirkham, the, the guy that uh, – that Joe was partnered with on that Joe exotic TV, that, uh, that program.
0: And okay, Rick, Rick, Kirk, Rick, Rick, Kirk, Kirk, Rick. Yeah. Rick. Uh,
1: remember in the scene where the zoo employees, they were reviewing the security footage and they said that they saw a person that was lurking around the morning of the fire. They thought that it was that Kirkham guy. Um, to me, I kind of feel like he had a lot of motive to do something like this. Um, think about it from this standpoint. Uh, the studio for Joe Exotic TV was destroyed also in this fire and equipment and footage was stolen. Uh, so obviously we all agreed that the fire didn't appear to be uh, random or anything like that. But uh, Kirkham was actually uh, practically a, a resident of the zoo. Uh, and I think also too him and Joe had recently gotten into like a fight. I think in regards to the direction of that program because I think he considered uh, footage uh, of that uh, Joe Exotic TV and everything to be like his retirement. So I think they also had like a difference of opinion about who owned the rights to that Joe Exotic TV. And also Joe seemed like he wanted to cut off ties to that purple guy uh, to, who seemed to own his show contractually. So for me, I think that guy had a lot of motive as well.
0: Now, 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 now let me ask you something, Prez. Wouldn't he lose money because because he owned owned the the copyrights of all the the video, right?
1: Agreed. But then remember that stuff. Some of that stuff was destroyed, or some of it was even stolen.
0: Oh, okay. I got you. Okay.
1: So I don't know, man. Okay. I just I just think that it was just a very weird circumstance.
2: I can see that because Rick, Rick, Rick probably you know Rick probably saw it as an opportunity to get in there and get his stuff back, or he destroy the stuff. They didn't want to be seen at this point because you know evidence might have got destroyed if you think about it. I mean, because there's stuff out there can even incriminate Rick himself. Because remember, Rick's feminine stuff. I mean, Rick's part of the problem. Exactly. So I, I think yeah, I can see Rick going in there. You know, if you know that could be another angle. Rick can go in there and destroy that footage because. If it comes out and Rick knows about it and Rick does report it, then Rick is committed a crime too. At this point,
0: mm. mm-hmm.
2: so also, there's a lot of elements here. Also, to whoever
1: the person was that that started this fire, they were saying that they would have had to know the parks, uh the different uh, parts of the park to be able to know where to, you know, commit the crime. So it's obviously it was an inside job of some sort. It's just was it Joe uh, ordering it or was it that Rick guy? I don't know. Mm. whoever it was they seemed to know right where to go to 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 start the fire
0: yeah we all we all like you said we all can we all on one accord on yeah this thing was an arson you know
2: yeah, yeah it, it, was, it was definitely arson i mean they've been investigating now for five years or more trying to figure out what happened that's how bad it is at this point i think uh you know You'll never get the real story in that situation because, one, you know, with criminal investigation, the more the time goes on, arson or something like that, you know, evidence disappears, people pass away. You know, there's too, there's too many players involved in that situation. And unfortunately, those animals lost their life during that whole ordeal. But, you know, it, it, definitely was, it definitely was organized. It was organized to the point where it's hard to put it back together and figure out who did it at this point. No, that's absolutely, I, I agree.
1: And that's that's what made this uh, documentary, while it was really uh, outlandish, and a lot of the moments was just kind of just plain silly, there were a couple things in that it just, you know, I kind of walked away like scratching my head, like wondering, man, what the hell happened with that situation? So I guess we'll, we'll never know, man. But I, I think that Kirkham guy, I think he did it. Rick, you bogus as hell, man, for killing those rockers.
0: Oh, Rick. Up.
1: Rick Kirk. <laughs> Come on, Rick. Well, man, let's get to it, man. Uh, this is a, a documentary that was full of just weird and strange moments. Jules, what was your most bizarre uh, moment of this
0: documentary? Oh, man. And it was a lot of them. <laughs> but I think one that uh, stood out. And I hope I didn't take any from 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 Pres, you or Novak. I hope I didn't take this when I when I say was my man John Finley. <laughs> My man John Finley was married to Joe for 11 years. 11 years and and, and, and he left Joe for a woman. You know what I'm saying? Uh Amber. She worked uh I think she was assistant or worked at the store or something like that. You know, so after 11 years with Joe, she went ended up going back and he was with uh and, and got up with uh Amber. And left joe for amber that i think was my was our moment because i was like damn how this dude was with uh how does dude was with joe for 11 years and he, he leave him and got this woman that's all i can say that's all i can think about it. and i was like wow so yeah it's nothing much of it this this was my my bizarre moment so so uh
1: or are you saying that uh john wasn't really gay
0: Yes, you know what, he was never gay. Here's the thing, how can't, listen. Ooh man, I gotta wash my mouth here. Hey look, Mm -hmm. see John was getting everything. He was getting, John was probably, he he was into the meth. It was all in the series, so I ain't saying nothing that that people who have watched the series don't know. John was in dope and and doing, doing meth, okay. He was young and and gullible and stuff and joe played on that joe's like what he's in his 50s i believe and and so he see he see joe joe i mean he see uh uh, john and john's john's young and impressionable and stuff like that and he played on that give him meth gave him dope gave him a place to stay show him things and ride around limousines and stuff like that gave him guns jesus they love guns and you know, just gave them, just just show them a good life, just shower them, just shower 'em. Them. Give, them, give them narcotics and dope and stuff. And for eleven years, here's here's what we have. So stuff was going on with Joe. John, I guess, was waking up like, wait a minute, I, I'm not really, I like I like women. <laughs> and he and he went with and he went with Amber, the the, uh, the 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 secretary. Hey man, that's all I got for it, man.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just gonna just chime in real quick with the point that you made. So, uh, Travis also didn't seem like he was gay either.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what? It's a good thing. Hey, it's, it's funny you said that. No, he didn't either. Well, hell, his uh, what? Who? His mother? I think his mom said uh, he wasn't gay. Right. So it, it seemed like
1: Joe preyed on these guys because they had those drug addictions.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Joe
1: had the money to be able to fuel those guys with that math or whatever the hell those guys, it had to be math because the guys especially that damn John he have a tooth in his head no he
0: had one <laughs> he, had, he had one tooth at the top
2: oh man and no yeah. shirt he couldn't no shirt, a shirt.
1: <laughs> bro he he had the worst tattoos uh, I ever
2: seen in my life oh man he had jailhouse tattoos without the jailhouse artist <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, oh, whoever, cool. Hey, whoever John Finley went to get his tattoo Listen, y'all don't go to that Hell, stay off with, Actually, don't even go to GW Zoo <laughs> I just think Shaq was there a lot
1: <laughs> Yeah, you saw that Yeah, Shaq did pop up Up, up to the zoo Yeah,
2: yeah a lot Shaq. of celebrities bought tigers from him And they're all, they all get scared when the documentary came out And started talking about they donated the animals How do you donate an animal you bought? <laughs> what do you mean, donate?
1: Oh, see, they, they didn't realize when they was taking them trips to that zoo that years later <laughs> that was going to come back on them. Go play, right. Oklahoma,
2: yeah, go play Oklahoma, City, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and then go see Joe Zodiac How does that work? You know, that's the NBA trip pretty much. Yeah. What
1: would you have, man, for a bizarre moment,
2: I know, that. I gotta say the I gotta say the whole style of the documentary is bizarre. Let's get on the clothing. I'm going back to clothing right now. I mean, <laughs> right when, when you got Joe Exotic looking like a looking like a uh, a cowboy one day, then a Vegas showgirl the next day. You know the you know the pink western cutoffs. You know the rainbow sequin shirts. I mean, what was really going on right there? I mean, it, it was so bizarre to see Joe go from like a masculine look one day to this effeminate cowboy the next day. And then, you know, you had Carol had her uh, her animal print shirts, her pants, animal print dresses, scarves, shoes. I mean, it was just bizarre. You know, everybody, every, every character on the show had like this personality of weird clothing. You had Jeff Lowe look like he came from the, from the set of Knight Rider from the 80s. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Jeff Lowe looked like an evil David Hasselhoff. With a bandana and a hat on, <laughs> so that's what it was bizarre to me. It's just the way they look. The whole they like get people missing teeth, bad tattoos. It was like a bad video game that no one would ever played before. I mean, it was so bad, you know. Like you know, with, then Joe Zodik found the way. to always accessorize right clothes with his guns. <laughs> so every gun matched his outfit. <clears throat> you know, his his back brace every day was a different color. If you guys didn't notice, you know, from his accident. I mean, it was just that was the most bizarre thing to me. It's like it was like Vegas and Oklahoma City with Joe Zoddick. You know, Carol was like a hippie, stoner, 70s, um, you know, a Lucigen type woman that basically, you know, wanted to be the cat woman. And then, you know, you bring in Jeff Lowe, who looks like, you know, he could have been in any Steven Seagal movie at some point. Fucking <laughs> hate. I fucking hate Jeff Lowe. Yeah, yeah, he's low, all right. I mean, it's like. <laughs> I mean, he first he first came on the scene. I was like, "Wow, I just I'm just waiting for something bad to happen." His whole aura was just negative. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: yeah. Joe Joe wasn't a great person, but Jeff Lowe made Joe look like a saint. Exactly. Exactly. Yep.
1: No, I agree with that 100%. Man, you you know it was a kind of a funny moment. Who was that? It was that Garretson guy the one that wanted they call the business uh, businessman, and he was coming in on that damn jet ski. That was the
0: scene. Oh yeah! Oh man,
1: James Garrison. Right. That scene. That scene made no sense, but that shit just made sense with the way this documentary was put together.
0: It was. It was bizarre. (laughs) The way he pulled up, I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Hey, and and that boy's the whistleblower. Mm -hmm. He he said all that, all that he said all in place. Mm Hmm. He did. Because he didn't have to. Jeff, look. Jeff told James, "Hey, send a text to Carol." Saying if you want Joe, I got I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff on him. So he did that and they sent that to the to their to their uh to the fans And here it here it comes. They interviewed bo- they interviewed the old boy Chucky. <laughs> <K. J>. <laughs> they interviewed him and they got him because he bought a llama with some bogus papers. So yeah. they did not want to go to jail either. So he yeah. so, Dude this thing was so set up, man, so so nice, man. But at the end, they didn't have; they couldn't get them on that murder for hire. Nope. But they you I mean, got, got found guilty. They got though. They got Joe. Right. They got Joe, and that murder for hire was so was so weak. That's when they came up with all the animal cruelty charges. Exactly.
1: They got him on the bogus paperwork.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much time what
2: did you show? get?
1: Twenty-two years got, for animal yeah,
0: cruelty. 22. Wow. It was 20, it was like what, years. two counts. It, yeah. yeah, I think it was two counts over the murder for hire. I think it was two counts for murder for hire, and then the uh, 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 the rest counts for uh, shooting animal cruelty, and then also for selling them cubs and stuff.
1: All oh, and also too, don't forget, uh, he he owes Carol Baskin a million dollars. She filed a judgment against him because remember he was uh, using her uh, her trademark, or he was using her oh, logo.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. Carol Basketball, she, she, she's a, a killer and a gangster. She got him. good. Oh. Carol is the most dangerous, next to Bagavan. Carol's the most dangerous character on that series. Hell, probably the damn world. Who knows?
2: Not only can she get you killed, but she can make everybody believe that you're the bad person in that situation. <laughs> she can control the public, court of public opinion on you as well. Because people believe her.
1: I'm telling you, like I said earlier, dude, everybody was. Calling her an animal rights activist, I'm like she's doing the same exact thing that these other guys
2: are doing. Everyone, I mean, her, star, her star blew up since this series. I mean, Carol Baskin has become a household name. She was she even did like a segment with Snoop and Martha Stewart.
0: Damn, I didn't even I know that. Animal snacks. Yeah. Wow, that's good stuff, Novak.
2: Yeah, yeah, Carol, Carol's huge right now. They said Carol's got more donations to her cause since this show came on, and nobody thinks
1: she did anything wrong. Wow. That's crazy. I don't even know how you even flip it like that.
2: Well, you know how. You can't go there. That's a whole other episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's actually fair. That's actually fair. <laughs> I think, uh for me, about my bizarre moment, I think uh you brought this up earlier, Novak, was with Joe uh, when he ran for president. Okay. Uh That shit had me cracking up, dude. I mean, this this guy <laughs> he promoted himself as a man of the people and a gun-loving Oklahoman who wouldn't let anyone he wouldn't let anyone tell him what to do. And I just said, you know what, Joe, you, you go for it, brother. <laughs> this guy, he showed up everywhere to, to garner support, and he actually had people kind of uh kind of riding with him. That was really uh surprising to see. It is Oklahoma though. I That's mean
2: true. It is. Hey, there's not much to believe there, so you know. Besides Timothy Timothy McVeigh and you know what he did, Oklahoma ain't been too famous, you know, not for good reasons, you know. True. Really. Yeah.
1: But at the end of the day, Joe, it was an outlandish uh, idea that you could run for president and run successfully, and you know. So obviously that was a failure, like everything else that kind of happened with him towards the end of that documentary stuff. So.
0: Sorry, Joe. Oh, damn, Joe. Keep your head up, man, and, and watch yourself while you why you serving your time man. He probably, he probably a
2: rock star in there right now. They probably watching this, they're probably watching Tiger King every day where he at. And uh and you know you know is gonna pardon him. Watch.
1: Yeah, I I, I heard something about that where he brought that up at a press conference, uh, mm-hmm. when they were talking about the virus. And I'm like, bro, that's what we talking about, uh 45? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He been
2: watching. He been watching. He been watching it a lot. He uh, they said that he watched all the episodes. He binge, uh, Trump binge watched uh, Tiger King during the pandemic. You know because they said he needed something. He needed something different to look at. He was stressed out, so he watched Tiger King. He sympathizes with him. He was stressed out.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, he is. You know, forty five is really our Tiger King. So you think about it. It's the same thing going on in the White House. You ain't. Lying. That's a, That's a hell of a. That you ain't lying, bro. <laughs> oh, man, Novak, dude. You hit
0: it out the park on that one. Yeah, that, that was that was good.
2: I mean, think about it. If he can become president of the United States, we all can become president of the United States. Anybody. Hell, we could vote one of those cats to become president of the United States at this point. Anybody can get there. Well, that's that's a whole
1: nother episode, but I was getting ready to say something. I'm going I'm to save it for another one, but you, yeah. you, you, you're you, right, brother. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I was getting ready to go in on a certain Democratic candidate, but I'm going I'm to let, let him live for one day.
2: Oh, um, God. Oh, snap. Oh, man. You mean the, you mean the other Joe? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Go to sleep. Broker. Brokey Joe. Go to sleep.
0: Let me smell your hair. <laughs> oh, man. What is that? What is that, bro? Hey, that's another podcast now. We we can get into it now. <laughs> okay. We can get into it.
2: We call that V the Outside Soon. That'd be the name of that podcast. <laughs> And you know what? You you're right, Jules. That that's that's another that's another episode brewing. Mm-hmm. I see it. <laughs> it's, uh, Joe exotic for Joe <laughs> Joe is, uh, Joe Groper. <laughs> oh. Two the two
0: Joes. Oh man, two Joes. <laughs> what up, Joe? Two Joes. I like that. <laughs> well, man, well, fellas, man.
1: Episode thirteen, man. Tiger King. What a hell of a fucking uh series. It's probably some of the the worst shit I've seen in my life, but I couldn't stop looking at it.
2: It's a train wreck. You watch it. You just want to see how bad it can really get. It, it, it ended on such a negative note. It started off strong and weird, and it got, it got crazier and nastier toward the end. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that nah. thing turned real quick, man, real quick. Ah oh, man, middle America is fucked up, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I mean, you know, they always talk about what's going on in urban America. I'm like, no, we got problems. But, man, you know, we ain't got tigers and we ain't got living boyfriends. Well, some do. But <laughs> just saying, like, it is what it is. I mean, that was, that was bizarro.
1: It definitely was. Well, man, Novak, go ahead and hit us with our curtain call, our final segment here on the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast.
2: We want to give a shout-out to Josh Dow. In a series that led any type of any people, with any redeeming qualities, Josh was the only person that was seen in the, in the whole entire Tiger King episodes. Uh, I mean, Joe, you know, Joe pretty much seemed to have brain cells. Uh, he, you know, he served as um, <laughs> Joe's campaign manager. When he ran for governor for the Libertarian Party, and I think I think that uh, I think that Josh Josh was hilarious. I think Josh's favorite line in that whole that whole entire uh, show was. He said that Joe had no idea what a libertarian is. And he still has no idea what a libertarian is. But <laughs> the fact that Josh was representing him and actually uh, he ran a pretty good campaign for somebody that didn't have a chance in hell of winning. You know, I want Josh on Joshua, my team I'm trying to run for something because you know if you could take if you could take Joe exotic and make him a candidate, we could do that with anybody. You know, that's a whole other podcast, man. I think I think we need to make us a character and have him run for president or something. You know, see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, definitely big shout out to Josh Dow. And yeah, really appreciate you for being normal on a show full of people with special needs. Appreciate, now,
1: gonna, that. appreciate yeah. that, Novak. And
0: Jules, hit us with that final thought. All right. In this series, you see that uh, Joe Exotic hatred towards Carol Baskin. On this TV show, he said he was going to put a cap in her ass, he said he was going to cut her head off. He's going to send snakes to her house <laughs> He was so obsessed on hating this woman Why he was so obsessed he was, he was focusing on hate Against Carol so much And Carol was focused on putting him out of business And she did While Joe was focusing on hate His former partners Jeff Lowe and James Garrison uh, Set him up for the murder for hire plot With the help of Alan Glover In my opinion while focusing on hate, his ex-employees testified against him in court. The same people Joe brought in when they were down and, you know, not on their luck and they have nothing. While focusing on hate, he forgot about the main reason why he started the zoo, and that's because uh, for his love of animals. Well, we can learn from Joe's hate hatred. We must never forget the golden rule. That's simple. Treat people how you want to be treated. To our Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners, followers, and family, I know when things happen or when things don't go our way, we think all has ended. But I want you to remember this quote by Richard Nixon. Yes, that Richard Nixon, our 37th president. And that is, the young must know it, the old must know it. This must always sustain us because the greatness comes not when things go always good for you, but the greatness comes when you really really tested, when you really take some knocks, some disappointments, when sadness comes. Because only if you've been in the deepest valley can you ever know how magnificent it is to be on the highest mountain. So I say to you, always give your best, never get discouraged, never be petty, and always remember, Others may hate you, but those who hate you don't win unless you hate them. And if you hate them, then you destroy yourself. Thank you. Dan Press.
1: Appreciate that final thought. Uh, Novak, that curtain call was was on point. Uh, that Josh guy, I feel bad for him. He had PTSD after seeing what he saw on that show. And uh, that, spot, that, uh, that final thought was spot on, brother. I appreciate that, man. Episode 13, fellas, in the books. We want to thank everybody for listening and supporting us here on this journey. As always, you can find this podcast on Red Circle, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and as of now, iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening. Peace.